بسم الله الرحمن Assalamu alaikum. It is Thursday, the fourteenth uh, of July, two thousand and twenty-two. And uh, in our broadcasts, reflections on the Holy Quran. This is broadcast number three hundred and thirty-seven. And for the last many days couple of weeks we've been discussing the words used in verse 102 of surah bakara and their application their meanings and so on and so forth and this is uh, broadcast number 18 in considering those words the holy quran these um, broadcasts are brought to you courtesy of laser lahore mds school of education in religion which is a branch of the uh, lahore mds movement also known as the mdn jumanishat islam uh, and so on. the uh, mds movement was established by hazrat mirza ulama ahmed and he taught that whereas uh, um, non member muslims believe that after the holy prophet muhammad at least one more prophet can come if not more this is not correct because the holy quran says that the holy prophet is khatamun nabiyyin and the holy prophet explained that by saying la nabiyya badi there is no prophet after me so now no prophet is going to come whether an old one or a new one but people ask the holy prophet what will happen to muslims when they are in difficulty and need guidance and the holy prophet said that god will raise mujaddidin reformers and hazrat mirza ulama ahmed sahib rahmatullah claimed that in accordance with this hadith he was one of the mujaddidin in a long series over 1300 years and uh, <coughs> he also said that uh, other ahadith speak of uh, the coming of a messiah to save muslims and a mahdi to guide muslims and so on these were in fact titles of one and the same person who was the one of the mujaddids and the signs the prophecies were fulfilled 
in his advent. And this is why we say Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed Masih is still a Mujaddid, doesn't make him a prophet. And uh, this led to many people calling Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed and the members of his Jamaat as Kafirs, or heretics. But Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed pointed out that the Holy Prophet says that if one reciter of the Kalima says to another reciter of the Kalima that uh, <coughs> you are not a Muslim, you are a heretic, it is the person saying it who is the heretic, who is the heretic. So we should not utter such words. And Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed also taught that although other Muslims say that some prophetic revelation is missing from the Holy Quran and some prophetic revelation which is in the Holy Quran is abrogated and, and, and cancelled and so on, this, this cannot be true. Because God has said that I reveal the Holy Quran and I will protect it. That being the case, how can anything be missing from it? And uh, <clears throat> how can uh, anything which is in it be cancelled or abrogated? And Hazrat Mehmed also taught that jihad is a fundamental duty of every Muslim. But it doesn't mean you take up the gun or the sword and you start killing down Muslims if they don't uh, recite the kalima. He referred to the Holy Prophet's definition of jihad who when returning from fighting said Muslims were returning from uh, uh, jihad e asghar the minor jihad, the minor struggle, to jihad akbar the greater struggle. And then explain what the greater struggle was. Jihad bin nafs. A jihad, a struggle against your own self, against your own inner self. You <coughs> <coughs> Sorry your desires, your feelings, envy and hatred and enmity and, you know, a thousand others that I need not repeat. That is the real jihad. So let us turn to uh, the Holy Quran. And as I said, previously this is a long verse, so I only recite. Um, <clears throat> the uh, the phrase which contains the words that we are going to look at. Aqoozu billahi minash-shaytanir-rajim 
Bismillahirrahmanirrahim And they learn that which harms them and profits them not. This is carrying on what we were talking about previously. It started off with the uh, allegations against Solomon that he indulged in sorcery and all manner of things. And there were bits of paper on which magical incantations were written and uh, he dug up uh, the ground under his throne and he buried them and so on. And he used that magic uh, to make his kingdom strong, etc, etc. And some people said, well, we've dug up that um, place and we've found the uh, the bits of paper and we have them and if you have a problem you come to us and uh, you know talk to us and we'll tell you what the the magic formula is to overcome whatever problem it is you are facing whatever uh, you know difficulty it is whatever trial or tribulation etc and god here is actually saying that these things that you do, these people that you turn to, they harm you. You don't profit from them. They actually harm you. And uh, <clears throat> but we see this uh, all the time in many countries which have the label Islamic that you know there are people selling amulets with all manner of inscriptions and diagrams and whatever whatever and telling you to dissolve that piece of paper and drink that uh, water and uh, you'll be okay or or they decide something and then they blow it on a glass of water and ask you to drink it and if you're ill that that will cure your illness etc etc God is saying you know none of that is going to profit you it will all it will all hurt you it hurts you in a way you know in a psychological way because uh, rather than having uh, any confidence in yourself you start turning to these things you don't think you can solve uh, these problems but uh, you know these people with these magic formulas will solve your problems for you and basically you start losing confidence but anyway, let's turn to my notes. The first word used is ma, which means what. It's only two letters. So that is it.
the next word is <clears throat> yadurruhu and our next expression is yadurruhu and it consists of two parts two segments yeah hum which means which is a pronoun and yadurru and that means that has uh, the root dal ra ra da sorry dad not dal dad ra ra my apologies so that uh, root eleven uh, words made from this root these three letters are found in the holy quran and in total the words based on this root occur 74 times in the holy quran those 11 different words for example <clears throat> 19 times we have yadurra and again 19 times dur and 10 times dar and 9 times darra and 7 times udurra udurra and then after that oh nine times i think darwa maybe i said it i don't know uh, <clears throat> so and uh, basically pointing point the notes having said basically <clears throat> seem to have lost the notes somewhere I'm desperately looking for them going in the wrong direction looking for uh, yes that's right okay sorry my notes got out of order and i can't find it may the notes for this were <coughs> so adurro Uh, refers to shortcoming 
any kind of uh, shortcutting and it can apply to anything it can apply to your character you can if you're not uh, known for speaking the truth it applies to you if you're stingy with money it applies to you if uh, you don't have sufficient sufficient knowledge you know supposing you apply for a job or a promotion or uh, admission somewhere and you lack knowledge then um, this will apply to you and in fact uh, it also applies to physical things like you know uh, uh, but uh, i wear glasses so if you're hard of hearing or whatever um, disability you might have the same word applies because you don't have what is needed basically there's a shortcoming coming and it applied to um, resources money and also position in in a society i mean like you know for example bahadur for one day he was uh, known as the emperor of india and the next day he'd been defeated and uh, uh, was hiding in the basement of hamayun's tomb so you know his worldly position had been destroyed and in one verse of the holy quran it's referred to in general terms chapter 21 verse 84 hakashafna ma bihi min durri and the problem they had the shortcoming they had the difficulty they had it was removed now it doesn't say whether it was financial physical spiritual health wise what it was it could be anything we don't know uh, but the interesting use of the uh, the word is in chapter 10 uh, verse 12 where uh, um, god says that wa anna ashafna anhu durrahu marraqa dallam yaduna ila durrin massa given a person is in difficulty and then we remove that difficulty and he forgets us as if when as if he never called on us to help him get out of that uh, problem and this is a statement of human psychology it's happened to me i'm sure it's happened to you that someone was uh, in difficulty and he was uh, making you all kinds of promises and all this kind of thing and uh, 
you know, promising you all kinds of things which you help him. And once he's out of that difficulty, he'll do this for you and he'll do that for you. And <clears throat> once they're out of that difficulty, it's as if you didn't do anything to them. But the interesting thing God is pointing out is this, that God says, they do it to me. So what's the point of my complaining that this happens? If people do this with the master and the creator of the universe, why should I expect anything different? And the point is that, you see, <clears throat> when these people do this, God doesn't withdraw their access to clean air or clean water or anything. God still keeps uh, supplying them. But what do we do? And there's a, there's a practical example uh, uh, of this that we know that uh, uh, the hypocrites of Medina started this rumor against uh, Hazrat Aisha Ta'ala and so on. And then uh, eventually God cleared her. And the leader, or one of the leaders, if not the leader, was a young man from a family, they were related to Hazrat Abu Bakr and he used to help them, give them some money because they were poor and had no money and all this kind of thing. And of course, Hazrat Abu Bakr was very, very angry that, you know, they started this rumor tarnishing the reputation of my innocent daughter and he said he will never help them again. And upon that, God said, just think, if I were to withdraw my favours from all the people who do this to me, who abuse me, who blame me, who hold me names and so on, do you think there's anyone in the world who would not be punished and die? So in, in this verse, God is saying, well, you know, this is your psychology, that you are an ungrateful creation. You do it to each other. You, if you do it with God, who are you going to leave? You're not going to leave anyone. You're going to do it with everyone. And God says that <clears throat> what you do is, as I said, that you turn to those things who can't help you. You know, and, and, and this happens, you know, uh, uh, your wife has got upset and left you. Well, here is this magic formula read it and glow in her direction and inshallah in a few days her heart will soften and she'll come back 
your son left home and you never heard from that again if you recite this incantation he'll come back again and so on sometimes they do these things to try and harm other people and god says you know that these things don't benefit them they actually harm them they don't harm the other party <clears throat> so that that's the in chapter 22 verse 12 god says yad ummin dunillahi mala yadurruhu wa mala yanfa'u that human beings call upon those things you can neither harm them nor benefit them and maybe this was what hazrat umar had in mind when he started beating the black stone with his stick because he was saying i know you can't harm me i know you can't uh, uh, benefit me i only touch you or kiss you because my prophet used to maybe he had this verse in mind and he was trying to teach people a lesson that if there is a problem you turn to god you don't turn to these things um, etc hoping that they will uh, somehow sort your uh, problem out in chapter 30, uh, 25 verse 3 it says wala yamlikuna li anfusihim darram wala naf'at and uh, they have no power over profit or loss we see god has given us many things for our benefit and the things we turn to harm what god has bestowed upon us sun's rays are extremely harmful even at this distance from sun millions of miles away so to protect us god created the ozone layer so the harmful radiation is stopped by the ozone layer and the radiation we need that gets through and we get light and and uh, uh, heat etc from the sun which we need which animals need which plants need even the plants can't grow without the heat and light from the sun but through use of various kinds of gases and sprays and so on we've managed to damage the ozone layer so there's a hole in it over north pole and later on the government realized that for example some of the gases used in uh, fridges and uh, freezers and air conditioners were harmful and damaging to the ozone layer and so on so they tried to ban them in the uk and in the west and united states and so on so what did people do 
they picked up these fridges and air conditioners and freezers, freezers and so on and they piled them into ships and they sent them off they sent them off to africa rather than dismantle them and destroy them so that they don't damage the atmosphere and this is what god says you do these things and they harm you they don't profit you you do things to harm yourself i keep telling you and you don't listen and even now you know there there, there are people uh, there's glaring scientific evidence for the hole in the ozone layer there's great uh, glaring scientific evidence for global warming I mean summers in England never used to be this hot they were saying that they started keeping records in the UK about 100 years ago and nine summers have been as hot as this summer and seven of those very hot summers have been after i think 2003 why suddenly are the summers here hot there are fires on the continent last year there were fires in uh, australia there were fires in united states which burned for weeks but people still keep insisting that you know no 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 there's no global warming it's got nothing to do with that and more recently for example the american supreme court the american president uh, was trying to ban use of coal to generate electricity because waste gases which are emitted into the atmosphere that damage the atmosphere and it's one of the causes exhaust fumes from cars fumes from factories in general power stations in particular they contribute so that the proportion of gases like carbon dioxide carbon monoxide increases in air and that raises the temperature but what has the supreme the, the i was saying the american president was trying to ban use of coal to generate electricity and what has the us supreme court done they've just said that it's illegal and unconstitutional they can't make a law like that it's up to them people want to uh, be burned to a cinder in a fire people want water to run, to run out on this planet planet people want to get cancer and die in terrible pain that is all constitutional but anything any steps to try and eliminate that they are unconstitutional and uh, you know what with the verse of the uh, the holy quran says that the people they turn to 
they harm them. They don't do them any good. They harm them. It is, yes, I think yeah, the end of our broadcast time. Um, we don't have a broadcast uh, tomorrow. I apologize that we wouldn't be able to broadcast uh, uh, the Friday prayer some technical reason and our next broadcast is going to be on Monday at the same time. So with the prayer that whoever you are and wherever you may be, may Allah keep all of you safe and sound and free from harm. Assalamu alaikum, khuda hafiz and goodbye.